You're listening to a Dallas Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Dallas sports experience. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. For Dallas Sports Nation, I am your host, the recliner nerd John Moore, coming to you from the recliner once again. This is going to be episode 5. Today we're going to catch up on some quick Rangers news, but this this podcast today is going to be about the Rule 5 draft, which is coming up. We'll get into that in just a minute. Right now there has been some more news on the Texas Rangers front. Uh, We know Chris Woodward was hired a couple weeks ago as the new manager. Uh, he's gone through and, and hired a few coaches that, that we've written about on the uh, Dallas Sports Nation uh, website uh, in the Texas Rangers. I am the Texas Ranger blogger, the, re, the recliner nerd. Um, the newest addition is the pitching coach uh, that he just went out and got, which is Julio Rangel. Uh, Julio Rangel was a, a career minor leaguer who has been coaching, never got above double A, uh, was with the Yankees. Uh Signed out of, I believe, Venezuela. He was a young kid. He's bilingual uh, out of Venezuela. Never got past double-A. Played about seven minor league seasons before he then took out. He was a pitcher. And from there he went into, I believe it was 12 years he was with the uh, with the Mariners organization before going over to the to the Giants. And, and he was in a uh, – he was a minor league pitching coordinator for them. And this is going to be his first big league job. Uh, this year where he was just with the Giants for one year and this will be his first big league job but he's the new pitching coach they're look they're going all analytical on this Uh, we got you know uh, Luis Ortiz is now the new uh, hitting coach he was the assisting hitting coach with the Dodgers we talked about that in the column Um, and then they went out just got the new pitching coach with uh, Julio Rangel Uh, look these are all a bunch of new major league coaches first time in these kind of these types of positions um, Hector Ortiz, that was the bullpen coach um, for the uh, for the Rangers last year, he uh, was a first base coach before that, and he is moving back into the uh, first base role. He's leaving the bullpen, so that that's another uh, position that the Rangers need. They need to fill a bullpen coach, and they need to get a assistant hitting coach. Well, they don't have to, but that's assumed what they'll be going out to finalize the staff, but now with the major players in, in place, they go forward uh, with what the with what Daniels puts together as far as a roster as we get this thing uh, ready going into the winter meetings here in December um, and uh, free agency, getting some free agent stuff going and uh, trying to build a squad to put together for the 2019 season for Woody, who takes his first staff and goes from there. Uh, today's episode is going to be about the Rule 5 draft. And uh, for those of you that don't know what the Rule 5 draft is, it's usually done in December. And um, they go around to every team, and you're allowed to pick up players that are not on the 40-man roster for another team. And they start off, it, it's kind of the way you're, the way you finished last year in, in the in the draft order that you, you basically are going into, um, your draft order comes up and you can go and if – uh, the if there's a player, a minor league player with so many years of experience. Now, if you're 18, let's see the if you're 18 years old and you and five drafts have happened after you were drafted, then you you need to be on the 40 man roster or you are eligible um, for the uh, 
then then you're eligible for the Rule Five Draft. If you're 19 years old, then it's after you know when you were drafted. Then it, it it's it's four years after that, and it's based on when you sign. And uh, service time doesn't matter. So that that's kind of how it falls into that. There's one caveat with that. So if you go to another team and you pick one of their players, they have to automatically they're added to your 40-man roster right away. You add them to your 40-man roster. But they have to make the, the major league squad. And that's important because they make the major league squad if they – if they don't stay on the major league squad the entire year. Now you and there's so many days they have to play in the major leagues, the big leagues. I think it's ninety days, uh or ninety days they have to be in the big leagues and not so you can't you can't grab them, throw them on your twenty you know, your forty man roster, have them make the team, and then some fake injury comes up and they spend all year on the sixty day DL and get to keep them. They have to play ninety days in the major leagues at some point that year and if they're if they're played you know 50 or 60 days in the major leagues then uh you know and and they get injured if they legitimately do get injured and they spend the rest of the year on the DL coming back the next year for them to remain in your organization they have to make up those days so if they've only played 50 days they have to play another 40 days in the major leagues before you're eligible to then send them down and keep them in your organization Carlos Tochi is the example, the 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 most the latest example. The Rangers liked Carlos Tochi. Um, he was not major league ready. I think all of us who watched anything last year know that he was not major league ready and was not prepared to be in the major leagues. But we had to keep him on the big state uh, on the big league team, or we lost the rights to him. So the he did get injured at one point. We put him. Uh, we, we put him on the, the DL, and he ended up doing some rehab work down there. But for those that were wondering, why why is this guy even here? We we were wondering why some of the, you know, for those that don't know about, about the Rule 5 eligibility. Look, it, Carlos Tochi will not be on the big league team this year. Unless, don't no, 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 get me wrong. If he goes into spring training and hits 400, uh, you know, does something like that, it proves himself, obviously he'll make the team. But more than likely, he needs another year or two to be uh, – of seasoning, so he'll probably start out. It wouldn't surprise me if he started out at Double A, uh, but more likely Triple A is where he'll end up. But but we now own the rights to him. That's how we got Delano DeShields. Delano DeShields was a a second baseman shortstop for the Astros. His eligibility had come up. We drafted Delano in the Rule Five draft, and we picked him up. And, and brought him over, and he stayed that whole year with us in the major leagues, and we turned him into a center fielder. Now, he's learned to be a center fielder. He was never an outfielder in the minor leagues, and he had to learn to become an, uh, a center fielder. And and I think last year we all saw it. He was he, he was better. He got a lot better. Uh, he had an injury last year, uh, but, but that first year that we got him and picked him up was, uh, you know, it, it, it was uh, – it was a good pickup. Now, in that same respect, the the reason that we're talking about all of this is because um, Tuesday, November twentieth, is when we have to protect our players, the ones that we want to add to the forty man roster. I think we're at thirty, thirty two or thirty three people on the forty man roster right now. That means we have seven spots open. There are some players that if we do not protect them, if we do not add them to the forty man roster, they can be picked up. Um, I think the list this year that was coming out of it this year, some of the names, I, I know that uh, Hearn, the, the guy we got in the trade with the Pirates, I mean, he'll, he's obviously probably going to be 
going to be uh, added to the to the forty man roster. Uh, but but they're you know the the Rangers are usually they put about five on there that would bring us up to thirty eight and leave two spots. Uh, but if not, it, you know they've got. It, if another team picks up one of our players that's unprotected and they don't make their major league squad, they then have to af- they have to offer them back to us and we have to pay $100,000 to get them back is basically how it works. And a lot of times that does happen, uh, but there are times it doesn't. Hey, let me tell you what. One of the biggest mistakes the Rangers made, uh, Jamie Newberg wrote about it, was the Osdubel Herrera who plays for the uh, – Phillies, been an all-star with the Phillies, center fielder. He was log-jammed behind Ruge and Profar and all of them in our minor league system and was tearing it up. And at Frisco, he was tearing it up, and he was a second baseman and a shortstop. We did not protect him the same year we got Delino. We did not protect we, – we didn't add him to our 40-man roster that summer. And he got picked up by the Phillies, who turned him into a center fielder. They did the same thing that we did with uh, with the Lionel DeShields. And Osdubo Herrera now is an all-star. And, I mean, he just signed a multi-year they, – they ended up signing him after a year. He, he signed a multi-year deal. Now, he's at a reasonable price is what they signed him for. But, uh, but they, you know, we, we win them and we lose them uh, on that. It happens all the time. I was looking over some of the ones that, that – uh, you know, another one that, that, that we had is, is Anthony Goes that we, that uh, he's in our organization that we picked up, and he was an outfielder that played, and now he's pitching. And so he's one of these, you know, the Shohei Otani. This guy throws 96 miles an hour, but he was an outfielder. He's a, a lightweight hitting outfielder, to tell you the truth. But he, he's done pretty pretty well. That year that it was who was it, Ostubo Herrera? was 2010 I believe but so the the rule 5 is is there there have been some some unbelievable stories that have come from from the rule 5 draft and you know one of them that's an it's an unbelievably interesting story is the Josh Hamilton story and I have a personal story about Josh Hamilton and and I'm probably one of the only people that knows about I mean Nerds know about it, but I I have a different reason for know about knowing about his Rule Five pickup that happened with him because I happened to go see Josh Hamilton play. Uh, was in well, I used to travel a lot at an old job I had, and one of my the a lot of y'all hear about is when I'm out of town and if there's minor league ball or ball fields anywhere, I like to go watch minor league baseball. Well, back in the day, it was right after, I think it was 1999 was when uh, Hamilton was drafted. Number one overall pick. Everyone knows that. It's for the Tampa Bay Rays. And uh, Hamilton was uh, was the number one pick. And back then, the internet wasn't as prevalent. I mean, you couldn't just look up everything you wanted to. It was slow. Remember the dial-up? You know, the that noise it'd make when you do your dial-up and, and all of that. But I would get on the airplane, and usually at the little uh, newspaper stand or whatever in the airport, I would grab a Baseball Weekly, and I would read Baseball Weekly while I was traveling. Uh, That's what I'd usually read on the plane. And they were doing a story about the number one overall pick. The number one overall pick was this big kid out of North Carolina, Josh Hamilton, and they happened to say that he was being assigned to the, the rookie ball team, which was the Princeton Devil Rays in Princeton, West Virginia. And it just so happened that I was going to be 
on I was flying on Sunday night, and on Wednesday I was going to be in Princeton, West Virginia. I'd already had a scheduled appointment down there. Um, I was traveling and doing a lot of traveling in West Virginia right then. I'd flown in Charleston. I'd flown into Charleston, was going to be staying in Beckley, West Virginia, and from there I was going down into the Prince in Princeton and Bluefield. For those that don't know, you can look it up on a map. They're right in the corner of each other. They're down there, and 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 Princeton and Bluefield are kind of like Dallas, Fort Worth, only both of them are very small little towns. They're not, they're not, I'm sorry, they're not tiny little towns, but they're, it's something like, you know, it, these are little hundred thousand people or, or 30 or 60 to a hundred thousand people in each town, but it's kind of like Dallas Fort Worth. They're right next to each other. There's like 30 miles that separate them and, a, and Bluefield is Bluefield, Virginia. Princeton is Princeton, West Virginia. And both of them have competing rookie ball teams. The Bluefield Oreos at the time were there, and it was the Princeton Devil Rays. So that week on that Wednesday, I go down in to to West Virginia. I go into Princeton, and uh, I was calling on a little school there, a bus, a bus barn, and I was back in there, and it was right next to the minor league field. And I'd already gotten my hotel. I'd gotten into town that morning, drove in, got a hotel, went over. My appointment was at around lunchtime. And so I go in, and I'm, I'm talking to them. And I'm noticing I can hear the crack of the bat going on next door is that minor league field. You can kind of see people bustling around over there. Well, I leave my appointment, and I'm walking back out to my car, my rental car. And as I'm walking out, the gates to this minor league field are just wide open. There's nobody there. I mean, it's the middle of the afternoon. There's nothing going on. They were taking batting practice. So I, got, I just walked in the stadium. Nobody stopped me. I walked right in, walked right up in the stands, went over the home dugout, was standing there watching them take batting practice. And there was only other people in the whole place was this couple that were down behind home plate. And when I walked in, they came walking around to me to see who I was, I guess, to check me out. And a lot of you may know the story or not, but it, it turned out, uh, you know, they asked who I was. And I said, well, I just read about the number one pick as – kid named Josh Hamilton and he's supposed to be on this team and they said that's him number 19 and they pointed at him and Hamilton was waiting next to get into the to the batting cage and uh I said oh okay and they said yeah we're his parents and it was his mom and dad so it was me and his mom and dad sitting there talking and uh so I you know first thought mom and dad are here and he's getting ready to play and I'm like oh you guys Got away for the weekend, come up to watch him play, huh? And then that's, if for those that don't know the story, Josh Hamilton's parents retired the moment he signed his bonus and moved on the road with him, and they lived wherever he played minor league ball. And, you know, his mother did his wash and clothes and all of that. And uh, that's it's been pretty well publicized now that that, but I remember at the time thinking that was kind of weird, you know, that you moved over here to, to be with Josh. Anyway, so we're sitting there talking, and Josh proceeds to, you know, den a few buses out there. He's, I mean, the, look, the power was amazing. He was, at that point, he was hitting them out. Every every other pitch was a home run. And he, there was buses. That was a, there was a bus barn I'd called on. There were all these school buses back there. He's just pelting them off, these buses over there. And so I went and watched him play that night. Well, while I'm standing there with them, uh, the GM for the Princeton Devil Rays walks up and tells them the baseball cards have come in. And they had these little team packs of baseball cards. So I bought I said, hey, will you sell me some? He said, yep, the whole team's five bucks. So I bought a pack. So I had Josh Hamilton, I still have it, his rookie card on the rookie ball. Now, Carl Crawford was on that team. So I had his card too, and Seth McClung, that know that. But anyway, so I started following Josh Hamilton. 
And all of us know about the story of Josh and what ended up happening with the drug abuse and you know, he got injured. He ended up going to a tattoo parlor. He ends up getting on. Yeah, you, we all know the story. We've heard it. If you're a Ranger fan, you know all about it. But the Rule 5 draft plays on this. Josh had never played above high A ball. He was in his second year of pro ball when this happened. He had never gone to double A. And when he got injured. And, uh, and so he gets injured and... That's when he gets into the drug abuse. Then he starts. He's out of base. He starts getting out of baseball. He's, he's banned for baseball for years. And I would every once in a while. Now the internet's starting to come up, and I'm so every once in a while I would just go. You know, I wonder what's happening to Josh Hamilton. So I would Google the name Josh Hamilton. Well, he had been arrested again or something. You know, I, so I was kind of following this thing on him, and I was so close to throwing that card in the trash, and I was fed up with him and. You know, I thought I had this rookie ball card. If he ends up being a Hall of Famer, as good as everyone said he was going to be, then I would have this this card when he played on this rookie team, his very rookie year. So that happens. I, I'm I'm kind of following. I lose track of him. Like like the story goes, he was he was out for years and doing that, and then uh, then all of a sudden he was coming back. Uh, he was reinstated. He went up and played in Hudson Valley, which is. At that time, it become like a, a short A season for him, and he was doing okay there and got hit and that and got hurt. Well, that's when it happened the next year. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, it had been five years since he was drafted. Five drafts had happened. He had three or four of those. He'd been suspended for drug abuse. So, obviously, the Rangers or the, uh, t- the, the Rays did not protect him and did not add him to the 40-man roster. And Jerry Naren was – coaching with the the Cincinnati Reds. He might have been the manager at the time. The Cincinnati Reds, Jerry Naren was one of our coaches. A lot of you remember that. But um, his brother had been a coach in the North Carolina area and had known Josh from then and said, you guys ought to take a flyer on this kid. So they drafted him in the Rule 5 draft, and Hamilton came over to the Reds spring training, and the idea was pretty simple. He was going to, you know, he had to make the team. He'd never played even in double-A. He was going to have to make the team stay the entire year in Cincinnati Reds' major league team, or they were going to have to offer him back to the Tampa Bay Rays. And he stayed up. He had an unbelievable spring. I mean, he had one of those, like the first spring he had with the Rangers. He had a crazy spring. He hit like seven or eight home runs, was hitting 380, something to that effect in that spring training. And so they he stayed up. He ended up eating hitting 18 home runs. He he started and played a lot. Um, he ended up getting hurt some that year, but he played the 90 games, He ended and, and at least. I think he played like 110 games or something that year, got injured and was on the DL for a while. But he ended up, they kept him for the entire year in the major leagues, and the Cincinnati Reds then owned the rights to him. And that's when the trade happened. Uh, he played one year in Cincinnati. They had their eye on etiquette. Edison Volquez and the trade between Josh Hamilton and Edison Volquez happens. Josh Hamilton's now a Texas Ranger, and I will never forget that. I was on vacation when that happened. I did not realize that it happened, and I came back and uh, was reading, catching up on my Texas Ranger news and doing that and read that Josh Hamilton was going to be here, read the whole story, and was like, holy crap. I have I followed his live pet, his press conference he had when he's with Cincinnati. It was one of the most impressive 
press conferences I'd ever seen where he sat there and owned up to every one of his mistakes and everything that he had dealt with and said, hey, I, I'm an addict. There's no, I'm, I don't mind people taking my money and keeping an eye on me. I, I'm going to have to do that because I've obviously got an issue. It's, it's pretty apparent. So anyway, uh, so that was the, that was the, 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 one of the biggest rule five steals ever. I mean, there, there are a lot of littered with great, but it affected the Rangers because we got Josh and then he went in and had another one of those springs. And that was that first year he played with us and we didn't go to the playoffs that year. But if y'all remember, that's the year that he made the all-star team and did the 27 home runs at that one, that one session where he had 27 home runs or uh, whatever. And Josh Hamilton became a, you know, somewhat of a legend, kind of like Casey at the bat. And, uh, and that's how we, you know, we got, we got Josh Hamilton, but the, but the rule five draft is, it, it's something to watch. This is a way that it's a cheap way for the Rangers to pick. There, there will be teams this year that have those fringe prospects. And sometimes it takes just a change of it. That's what happened with uh, Delano DeShields. He struggled a little bit with the Astros organization. He was a first-round pick. In fact, I think he was a top-ten pick when they took him as a second baseman. And uh, and he kind of struggled, and then he got over here. And, and look, say what you will about Delano DeShields, the guy is never going to be a 30-home run kid. He's never going to be a, a guy that hits 330. But the guy is an on-base he, he He has a great eye on the ball. He, he takes a lot of walks. He's fast. He steals bases. I mean – He's a he is a contributor and has been a great contributor for the Rangers and needs to be one of the outfielders unless you know you get three Bryce Harpers or something to that effect, which isn't going to happen. I mean, uh, you've always got to count the Shields in the mix. I think I, I've always liked the Shields playing. So Tuesday is a big day. Um, you you need to stay by the by the phone or by the phone, but you need to stay by the. Internet, check your Twitter, check all of that, just to kind of listen and figure out what's going to happen. Uh, see who the Rangers add to the 40-man roster. There's rumors they may only add two or three. If they only add two or three, that could be a sign that in the winter meetings, they're going to jump in and and pop some kids and uh, see a few that, that get left off. I mean, a, a, an example is, you know, I think that Brett Martin, the left-handed pitcher for us, is eligible uh, to be on the 40-man roster. Now, he came back this last year and struggled a little bit. But he was one of our top left-handed prospects. And, uh, you know, if, if if we don't add him to the to the 40-man roster and someone picks him up, it could be somebody that just needs to change the scenery. Because Brett Martin was unbelievable, you know. And I'd tell you another one is Michael Matuella. If y'all know, I, I think that's how you say it, Michael Matuella. He's the guy that we took. He, he played for, I believe he played for Creighton in college everyone projected him to be the number one overall pick he was coming into that year his senior year of college he was going to be the number one overall pick he was the star pitcher for Creighton everyone just knew it and he he uh he blew out his elbow had Tommy John surgery his whole senior year he didn't pitch and the Rangers ended up taking him I believe in the second or third round they took him took a flyer on him and he he went through Tommy John, he didn't pitch that whole first year. Finally started coming back. He struggled when he first got back. Last year, he got rocked some more. He did okay out of the bullpen. He started doing okay out of the bullpen. And uh, 
you know, I think the ultimate goal was to, to see him become a starter again, but you've got to make a choice on him this year. Are we going to add him to the 40-man roster, or do we risk the possibility that someone takes him and a change of scenery, he finds that groove he had coming out of Creighton and becomes one of these, you know, that, that that's what you're – so it's huge to find out what we do and who we protect and who we don't. Now, if he goes to another team and struggles like he has, look, he hasn't gotten above double A. He hadn't even gotten to double A yet. He was playing with down east this year. So, uh, you know, but he's he's eligible with the injuries and the setbacks that he's done. He's eligible, you know, because he was older when he was drafted. So he's got to be protected or risk that possibility. Now, I don't think he can make a major league staff, but he's close. And uh, so, anyway, it's interesting to watch. This is, you know, interesting to come up the, when the winter meetings come up here in, in early December. Uh, you know, it'll, free agency, that's when people will start kicking off the, the free agency. It, free agency's open right now. There's been a few signings. Once again, the Rangers had the first signing of anyone. Jeff Mathis, that was huge. Um, you know, when, when Chirinos wasn't, when we didn't pick up Chirinos' option, a lot of people wondered. You know, would we re-sign him for less? And kind of thought that was a stupid move. And uh, I was one of them. I mean, I, I liked him. I never thought he was a frontline catcher. Um, I've always thought he'd be a, a wonderful backup catcher. He does have some power. But defensively, he wasn't great. Well, we went out and got probably the most respected defensive catcher in the league who hits, I mean, let's be honest, he hits about what I might have hit in my prime, you know, below 200 in the major i'm not a hit at 080 back in my day but i mean the guy doesn't hit for a lot he doesn't hit much he hit one home run last year he only caught about 50 or 60 games but man they say that when he starts at catcher the way he frames pitches and works a staff is amazing and that this is a this was purely they don't expect anything out of him at the plate they want him to to come in and work this young staff and work these young kids and uh and do that and it's been and, and you know what it wouldn't surprise me i think he's 36 years old if he plays his two years here it you know it could be something we trade at a trade deadline deal it could be but wouldn't surprise me if this is setting up also to uh to be something that turns into a uh a coaching situation where mathis plays his last couple of years and then you know we slide him into the into something with within the organization, coaching maybe a bullpen coach. Oh, you know some some pitching coaches and are, are catchers. Uh, one of the most famous pitches pitching coaches ever was Dave Duncan, who was a pitching coach all those years for the A's and the Cardinals with Larusa, uh, Tony Larusa, um, and uh, Dave Duncan was a catcher, never pitched, uh, but was a pretty well respected uh, pitching coach. So I you know who knows. Um, what the deal with Mathis, but we've got, look, Mathis is a, is a great guy. He's a great clubhouse guy. He's a, he, he works with young guys. Great. Trevino being in a clubhouse with that guy would be amazing. Uh, Kiner Falafa, um, also is more than likely the backup catcher, but plays all over the field. Um, this is a pretty big deal for the Mathis signing, but this episode is more about the rule five. We've gotten into that. So, uh, the rule five is done. And so um, I think with that, that uh, coming in, coming up on around 28 minutes on this one, another short one here today, but that's all I want to talk about. Keep your eyes open for Tuesday. Um, see who the Rangers protect or add to that, that 40-man roster coming into the uh, 
coming into the Rule 5 draft. And uh, for that's going to be another episode of Rangers Nation podcast that's brought to you by Dallas Sports Nation. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to find us on Twitter. Go look for us on Twitter. We're at, at Dallas Sports Nation, at Dallas Sports Nation for the Dallas Sports Nation Twitter account, at Rangers Nation Dow, Rangers Nation Dow, or at JM Moore 912. That's me, Rangers Nation, uh, or JM Moore 912 at JN, that's the recliner nerd. Or we got a new podcast Twitter at Rangers Nation Pod. Ranger Nation Pod. So if you find at Ranger Nation Pod, that's the new Rangers Nation podcast. And uh, for everyone that's been a part of this one, I want to thank you once again. And like I say at the end of every story I write, and I wrote one this week about the uh, the the hiring of Luis Ortiz and what's going on with the staff. But I always end it with this. Thanks a lot to everyone. Nerd out. <laughs>